friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all are having an absolutely fantastic day today. As always, hope you're staying safe and healthy and continuing to get the truth out there. And if you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Product of the week, y'all voted it. It won the prostate support formula. Fantastic product on sale right now for over 10% off. Be sure to check it out on the website at healthmasters.com and give us a call if you need anything at all. And also be sure to vote for what you want to see win later on next week as well. And, you know, one thing that I saw earlier, you know, I've seen some of these articles come up talking about how China has been now starting to do mass mandates again because of this pneumonia and all these other these topics that keep popping up now. Now they're saying that the Netherlands is a warning of another spike in cases, and now Denmark is apparently battling this white lung syndrome. And, you know, we had talked about before pneumonia and issues with the immune system being compromised and downregulated are very, very real due to a lot of the spike protein and constant barrage, the concept of vaccination or immunization and using that ideology to keep injecting people repeatedly multiple times a year doesn't make any sense when it comes from a realistic real-world aspect. You can't sit there and vaccinate your way out of an alleged pandemic. You can't sit there and give somebody an injection every single month or every six months or every eight months and expect their immune system to function properly. And we've talked about in detail the side effects that incur from the shot, but not just that, the downregulation of the immune system, the antibodies that they've clearly shown now in multiple research studies that happens after you continually get these shots. And this is the reason why we went into detail yesterday on the show And how there's so many natural things you can do to bolster your immune system, to keep your body strong, to keep your mind strong, and continually build up your body instead of intentionally tearing it down with no neurotoxins and known compounds that have been linked now to all types of different health issues. So it's very important to do your own research on this, what's going on, whether it be real in Denmark and China and the Netherlands and all this stuff. Is this something that's actually happening or a pandemic again, or is it simply people's immune systems are so compromised from getting so many shots now that their bodies are starting to shut down in some cases when they get even the smallest amount of exposure to a virus. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I've talked to a few people around here lately, and they talked in detail on how there's been so many people getting sick. Uh, some people get sick, some people don't. But again, what you're starting to see now is these groups of individuals, and most of when I've done any research or started doing any digging and found that majority of the people that are getting ill on a regular basis and have these reoccurring health problems that keep popping up did get this injection. And that's why it's so important if you did to really make sure you're doing your due diligence and keeping up with your vitamin C and your D3 and your zinc and staying on the supplement stack and making sure you're cutting out the sugar, the sugar is one of the biggest things. Staying away from the processed dairy and the processed sugar, that's really, really important. You know, ice cream and other things like that, which I'm not going to lie, I love ice cream. But it's one of those things I cannot eat on a regular or even semi-regular basis whatsoever. It's not good for you, and especially most of the processed dairy that's in it, which we talked about in detail yesterday, is not good for the body or the immune system. And then the sugar massively lowers the white blood cell count. So do your research right now, my friends. Use wisdom, especially right now where a lot of people are getting sick. And make sure you understand that also, too, the media and a lot of stuff going on right now is constant fear porn to keep you distracted. I talked to a friend last night. We had a actually very interesting, healthy debate and discussion 
about Israel and Palestine and Hamas and the whole topic that constantly ensues. And my simple response on everything that we went into detail, I won't go into all of the conversation, but I said the thing that everybody has to remember is the same media that's telling us we have to do this, we have to do that, and we have to support this group, and we have to hate that group, we have to bomb this group, and we have to basically support this group. I'm just saying a generalized statement. That same media that's telling us that is the same media that told us it was a safe and effective shot that you need to get immediately. It's the same media that told us we need to stay inside and lock our doors and don't spend time with family during Christmas. It was the same media that told us you weren't essential. It was the same media that told us if you didn't get vaccinated, you shouldn't be able to be a part of society. That same media is now dictating who you're supposed to support and who you're supposed to hate. Just thought I would throw that out there, not telling you what to think or what to do. All I'm saying is do your own research and make your own decision, not based on what everybody else is telling you to do, but based on what you find and you come to a conclusion on that you feel is the right answer after you do your own research. Just my stance on that. What do you think, Dan? How are you doing this morning? You mean uh, you mean the CIA media? Yeah, <laughs> CIA media, yeah. That same one. Uh, you, mean, you mean the MI6 media? You mean the – Mossad media, you mean the Rothschild media, you mean planet Rothschild media. I mean, this is what we're talking about, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it is what it is. I mean, the lying media, the lying sacks of methane gas media, the, 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 the ones that basically you have 40 different TV shows and 40 different media outlets all reading the exact same script given to them by Reuters and by the AP Wire, which is owned by Rothschild, that media, right, Austin? Yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, and, and that's the problem we've got. Like right now, that wretched war criminal Henry Kissinger died. Good riddance. Ding dong, the warlock is gone. I should have been playing the thing from The Wizard of Oz again. Uh, glad he's out, gone. Of course, we don't really know what they did with him. Because we haven't even some type of place getting him rejuvenated. Who knows? But Rolling Stone magazine had an interesting article and said, I'm, I'm posting it. It said, every single person who died in Vietnam before 1968 in the fall of Saigon. And all who died in Laos and Cambodia were Nixon and Kissinger. Secretly expanded the war within months of taking office as well as all who died in its aftermath, like the Cambodian genocide. Their destabilization was set into motion. They all died because of Henry Kissinger. Millions died. We will never know what might have been the question Kissinger apologists and those in the U.S. foreign policy elite who imagined themselves standing in Kissinger's raw shoes insist upon when explaining away his crimes. We can only know what actually happened. You know, when we can only know what actually happened, what actually happened was a Kissinger materialistically and sabotage the only chance for an end of the war in 1968 and hedged a bet to ensure he would achieve power in Nixon's administration or Humphreys. A true tally will probably never be known of everyone who died. So Kissinger could be national security advisor. Once in the White House, Henry Kissinger and Nixon found themselves with out leverage to produce a peace accord with Hanoi in hopes of manufacturing when they came up with the madman theory, the idea that North Vietnam would negotiate peace after they came to the believe that Nixon was adventurous and bloodthirsty enough to risk anything. In February 1969, weeks after taking office and lasting through April of 70, U.S. warplanes secretly dropped 110,000 tons of bombs on Cambodia because of Kissinger. By the summer of 1969, According to the colonel on the joint staff, Kissinger, who had no constitutional role in the military chain of command, was personally selecting bombing targets. Kissinger was selecting the bombing targets. Not only was Henry carefully screening the raids, he saw reading the raw intelligence. He was he Colonel Ray Sitton told Hirsch for the price of power. A second phase of bombing continued. 
to August 1973, five months after the final U.S. combat troops withdrew from Vietnam. By then, the U.S. bombs had killed an estimated 100,000 people out of a population of only 7 million. It was much higher than that. The final phase of the bombing, which occurred after the Paris Peace Accords mandated U.S. withdrawal from Vietnam, was the most intense and act of cruel vengeance from a thwarted superpower under control of Kissinger and Richard Nixon. Uh, you know, Nixon's failure and, and, you know, Kissinger's failure in Cambodia prompted in 1971 the U.S.-South Vietnamese invasion of Laos, another failure. Kissinger later blamed the defeat of the U.S. clients rather than, say, people like himself. In retrospect, I've come to doubt whether the South Vietnamese ever really understood what we were trying to accomplish, Kissinger wrote in his memoirs. I'll let you go ahead and, and, and read this. This was a career war criminal. He was responsible for the death of millions of people. And may he have justice in the next life. He's going to find out real quick that Jesus Christ is the real God. And he knows that now. And I guarantee you every tongue is going to be bow, every tongue is going to confess, and every knee is going to bow that Jesus is Lord. Kissinger, I met him one time. I told you guys that. A little tiny guy, about five foot two, uh, just nasty, nasty, dirty, you know, dirty looking little dude. I mean, like scruffy looking. And uh, one of the only people, him and Benjamin Netanyahu, that I felt that I needed to go take a shower with live soap after I talked to them. Those were the only two that I've ever met on the circuit that were like that. A couple other ones were uh, pretty bad, too, but I'm not going to mention them because some of them are still alive. Well, one of them's dead. Robert Schuler was also awful. Just mention him. And uh, he was he was interesting. And Bill Cosby was just unbelievable narcissist. And, you know, you know I've mentioned him before, too. But, you know, it's interesting to me when you meet these people in person and there's some big, huge, you know, presence that you see in the media killing millions of people. And all of a sudden you see them in person. They're like a little cockroach running around that basically needs to be swatted with those fly swatter. I mean, it's it's disgusting people. And so I'm so Kissinger, you know how I feel about him. I feel about him like I do Ruth Bader Ginsburg and and her unbelievable nausea that she was. By the way, Elon Musk is now saying that he regrets making an anti Semitic comment thought that was interesting. And he basically uh, says that it was the most foolish thing he's ever done on an ex-bombshell in a Deal Book Summit interview. Elon Musk admitted he had made a mistake to respond to an anti-Semitic tweet on X, not calling it the most foolish thing he's ever done on a platform. And uh, he's interesting. He basically uh, apologizes on this interview. While addressing his recent post, he described it as the worst tweet he's ever made. I mean, look, I'm sorry for that post, he said. It was foolish of me. Of the 30,000, it might be literally the worst and dumbest post I've ever done. And I've tried to my best to clarify six ways from Sunday. But you know, at least I think it's obvious, in fact, that I'm far from being anti-Semitic. Right, no comment. You know, you might, might as well join Kanye West here. But the, but the reality is this, is that, you know, we've got this interesting thing here going on. And now he's losing a bunch of advertisers because of his anti-Semitic tweet, which he forgot to realize that most of the major corporations in the United States – are being run by Kabbalists, and their whole boards are being run by Kabbalists because they're being owned by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, and they've stopped a bunch of the advertising revenue, and now he's blaming them on the fact that if X or if Twitter goes under, it's everybody else's fault. I always like when people always say it's always it's always everybody else's fault. Something wrong goes wrong. Something else goes wrong. Speaking of everything else going wrong, Pope Francis. Wow, he kicked, has now kicked conservative U.S. Cardinal Raymond Burke out of his Vatican apartment and stripped him of his salary after he criticized the pontiff's pro-LGBT stance. This pro- Pope Francis, 
he's one of these guys that just keeps on giving to the Catholic Church. And uh, quite frankly, I don't know how the Catholics have not gone in. Of course, they believe he's God's emissary on earth, so they can't really do anything to him. But uh, yeah, he just needs to retire and just take a step back. Pope Francis has kicked a conservative U.S. Cardinal Raymond Burke out of the Vatican apartment. Francis has decided to punish Burke by revoking his right to be subsidized with Vatican apartment and salary. And the second such radical action against an American prelate this month. It's understood Francis told at a meeting at the head of the Vatican office last week that he was moving against Burke because he was a source of disunity in the church because he's against the pro-gay stance that the Pope has taken. Burke's privileges have been being subsidized, have been basically taken away along with his salary. Both insiders spoke of the condition of anonymity because they weren't authorized to reveal the details. Burke has not revealed any notification measure being taken. The secretary said in a text message Tuesday to the Associated Press, uh, I'd like Burke. I think he's a pretty good guy, and I cannot believe this is happening to him. Well, of course, I can believe it because they're not going to listen, let you have a, say something about the Pope. Because remember, the Pope took him out as a chief plot. He was, you know, on their little Supreme Court thing they have, and the Pope took him out a few years ago, and they've been fighting each other ever since. Uh, by the way, the Rothschilds, which you know I, we always talk about, they now want a merger between the corporations, governments, and the AI to save capitalism. No, they don't. They want fascism. You know, a full control of corporations run through the state that they control also. That's what they want. If you're not familiar with the little organization called the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, don't worry. Most people never heard of it. The group was formed at the height of the COVID pandemic as the fear instilled by the government officials. The media propagated the news feeds. The majority of the public was rather distracted. The CIC is essentially everything the conspiracy theorists have been warning about for years, packaged into a single Orwellian entity complete with dramatic piano music and the mask of humanitarian philanthropy. The basic root function of the council is to centralize most or all major corporations with global influence. This is BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, all controlled through the Rothschild banking cartels, and own them and join them with governments into a network that places ideology over the profit motive lie. Some people might argue that corporations need to adopt a shared value system instead of simply roaming around like sharks, devouring whatever they can sink their teeth into, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard primordial serpent they but who gets to choose the set of values the corporation behemoths follow they get to come in and do their woke ideology the cic is a physical body representing the action arm of the esg it is meant to create incentives and punishments for businesses and corporations world based on their compliance and the values of globalism and the woke socialism there we go as well as their submission to the climate agenda you carbon tax person you're a bad person you're breathing air shame on you that's how they feel when they really want us gone. That's why they keep releasing more and more pandemics that Austin talked about earlier. And again, we all want to say one thing. Zinc, CD3, iodine, NAC, nanocetylcysteine, nanocadase, and ivermectin, if you get a hold of it, you can keep that in your pantry all the time. Just thought I'd mention that. And it goes on to say the idea is simple. Bring the majority of corporations to the line with a left, far left political order. In other words, communism. Once this is done, they will force these companies to use their platforms and public exposure to indoctrinate the masses into their woke ideology that the universe is controlled by a snake in a tree that's an hermaphrodite, and all transgenders are the best they can all possibly be because of the closest they can possibly be to their snake god. I'm adding that. That's what the goal here is. We have seen this strategy in action over the past several years with the company producing a steady stream of products, Disney destroying itself, media content, marketing rife with diversity, equity, and inclusion, propaganda, not to mention anti-West and anti-conservative propaganda against all white people and black people who own guns or who are conservatives or Hispanics who own guns and are conservatives. They're the boogeymen. These corporations have been so ingrained 
that they're willing to alienate the majority of their customers and lose fast profits. You know, like Elon Musk telling this advertisers to, well, he's the F word, tell them what they could do with themselves if they want to advertise. I mean, that's how you always get people happy for you. You always start cussing at them. The last vestiges of the free market economics are thus destroyed because the profit motive has been replaced with a political motive. In other words, it becomes an ideological motive of worshiping a snake in a tree and leaving the most high God and worshiping Satan and bringing in the Antichrist so that all thoughts of all men can be evil all the time as it was in Genesis 6, as Jesus said it would be upon his return. Just thought I'd mention that again. Why would companies choose to join such an organization <laughs> if they're going to be constantly micromanaged in their operations? If they're not, if if, if mine not be, pre- again, I'm reading it. it. Here's what it says: It might not be presented to them as a choice. Why don't we say may? It may not be presented to them as a choice, rather an inevitable requirement. Those who get it on the gosh, this grammar's awful. Those who get it on the ground floor get the best seats in the cabal's table. Oh, they, they call them a cabal that, like, you know, cabalist. Hmm, that's interesting. Then again, the choice could, could also be voluntary. Okay, I can't read it anymore. The grammar's too bad. Here, here's the thing. You know, we have to realize that these people that are out there that are doing this, they're not trying to hide it anymore. They're full tilt. You know, in fact, Lady Linda Rothschild, if you want to call her a lady, she looks like a lizard to me, explains how the UK's AI summit can reset capital because now they want to have the ability, like Austin said the other day, not to print money. They don't be bothered with pesky money and, and strips inside of the money, and they just want to have an AI handle the amount of money that is being in circulation at any time based on digital currency. That way they can turn off your digital card when you go, buy, when you go to buy gas because you haven't been a good little peasant. They can tell you that you can't buy eggs because you're not a good little peasant and that you posted something on Facebook or you posted something on Twitter that says that they shouldn't rule the world and treat you like you're dirt. All of a sudden, you don't have the ability to buy anything you want to buy anymore. You can't even feed yourself or feed your family. Is another goal. 100% full compliance by starving you to death or not letting you pay your utilities or not letting you transfer money to pay your property taxes so they can come in and seize your home at auction. All of this stuff is their goal because they want to make sure that they have you in complete compliance with every single thing that you do because they know the only way they can control you is through the money. They've done that for a long, long, long time. In fact, Paul Craig Roberts wrote a really good article today, and it was interesting too because he starts listing all the different things about who these people are and what they are and you know, and what they've done and all the mistakes that they've made. And he starts talking about FDR and all the rest of this stuff and who they were, and he starts talking about in detail about how you know, we ended up getting to the situation that we're in right now. And, and the funny part about it is, and I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to be humorous here. It's ironic more than anything else, is that you know, we finally you know, start to realize that these people – that you know have done this to us did it in a very short period of time. In fact, the articles like this, the 15 years that destroyed America. I'm going to read you a part of this. The United States government today bears little resemblance to the government created by the founding fathers. Many reforms, many reforms contributed to transformation of the accountable government to an unaccountable one. For example, the direct election of U.S. senators and the expansion of the franchise from male property owners adversely affected the security of private properties. The founders saw the U.S. as an association of states which central power was limited and weak, like each state was an independent country. The Tenth Amendment gave governing to the states. President Lincoln's war for the tariff destroyed states' rights and led to the supremacy 
have centralized federal power over the states. Today, what happens in specific states can be determined by the votes in other states. Lincoln's war lasted four years, and that was time enough for Lincoln to destroy the framework devised by the founders. Lincoln was a communist. His wife was a witch. She held seances in the White House. She was a Satanist, and Lincoln was good friends with Karl Marx, who wrote basically you know, the whole thing about communism, him and, you know, and, and Engel. And basically, he was basically exchanging letters with Karl Marx. Lincoln was also, I believe, a Satanist, my opinion, for what he did, especially with Sherman's March to the Sea. Then he goes on to say the second devastating period was 1913. That was the year the United States took two hard blows, one from the creation of the Federal Reserve and one from the establishment of an income tax. The creation of the Federal Reserve took control over money from the government and gave it to the big bankers. The income tax resurrected slavery. Historians have ignored historically the definition of a free person, the person who owns his own labor. A slave or serf is a person whose labor is owned in whole or part by an outside party. No person subject to an income tax owns his own labor. Once a person is violated in this way, all his other protections fall away, his privacy, his security in his home and documents, his protection against arbitrary arrest, self-incrimination, indefinite detention without conviction. No American alive today has experienced the freedom known to the fathers of the United States. The third destructive period was out of the Great Depression in the 1930s. This was the work of the Federal Reserve, which permitted the money supply to shrink, thereby collapsing the employment, the income, and the prices. This happened to my father in Iowa. His father had 1,500 acres, and they collapsed the money supply in the 30s. And he had to give 300 acres to each of his five children to work the farm themselves because there wasn't any money even to buy seed at that point from the banks. You couldn't do it. And since the properties were financed, he couldn't make the payments on them. So he had to split them up. He's smart enough to do that. And everybody had to work their own 300 acres because they contracted the M1 money supply. The Great Depression produced President Franklin D. Roosevelt and the New Deal. The New Deal transferred Congress's lawmaking power to a new progressive regulatory agencies, all communism. Today, when Congress passes a law, it amounts to the authoritarian authorization for regulatory agencies to write the regulations that implemented the law. For example, the 1964 Civil Rights Act expressly prohibited racial quotas, but the EEOC imposed racial quotas by regulatory means. Again, it's, you don't have a right to, to determine your own laws. Other people do it and then enforce them with these regulations. These three periods compromising 15 years of America's history, or 6% of the time as a country, suffice to destroy what the founders created, and historians are blind as to what happened. And so then he starts talking about political heroes, about Winston Churchill and what he did, how bad he was. Like Lincoln, like Lincoln, Roosevelt used war crimes to achieve his agenda. The destruction of the British Empire and replacement of the American-based empire, the dollar was done by Churchill. And remember, Churchill, FDR, and Stalin were all allies, and they were all 33-degree Masons. Never forget this. All of this stuff is very, very important. If you want to read a real account of World War II, to the best of my ability to figure out what was written, read The Bad War by King. Not allowed to be sold on Amazon. Basically, it's been banned. So King basically put it online for free as a free PDF, The Bad War. Take a look at it. Winston Churchill had literally hundreds of letters from Germany and Adolf Hitler that basically said, we don't want a war with England. We don't want a war with England. We don't want a war with England. And when, when Hitler and Stalin both invaded Poland in 1939, 
to do undo what had been done with the Versailles Treaty. England had a treaty with Poland that if they were ever attacked, they would declare war on whoever attacked Poland. But yet Russia and Germany invaded Poland and England only declared war on Germany, not on Russia. Think about that one for a second. Look at what happened in that war and realize that we were given a bill of goods that are a bunch of lies as far as what happened with World War One and World War Two and the Vietnam War and with Henry Kissinger and with Richard Nixon and with FDR and with Lincoln and all of the rest. And realize that the whoever the victors are, those are the revisionists, and they write the history the way they want to write the history. Never forget any of this, guys. It's really important that you understand the truth because the truth will set you free. Remember what Jesus said, light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. Yeah, he did say that, didn't he? Because people, want, people don't want to hear the truth because the truth will mess up their own narratives. I told you about that lady I spoke to the other night who told me that Germany had never been bombed during World War II and that Hamburg and Bremerhaven didn't lay in ruins. Oh, that never happened. The B-17s didn't fly over that my grandfather saw. None of that happened. They want to believe the lie they've been told because – that's what they want to believe. Always remember that. Remember when, the, when Joshua and Caleb went into the promised land. Very, very important. They never, ever, ever had doubt they could go into the promised land. The rest of the people went in and said, we can't do this. There's a bunch of giants there. And they had to do 40 laps in the desert for 40 years till all of them died. When God gives you the ability to go in and take hold of something, you need to take hold of it when he gives it to you. Because if you don't, sometimes you don't get that chance again. What do you think, Oscar? What's your next story? Uh, you're right. I mean, there's so many references in the Bible about certain topics like that. You know, what's interesting is that we right. found, as we've all seen, is that all wars are banker wars. They all are. Everything we've pretty much have been told about every major war, at least in this period of time that we have, you know, in new recorded history as far as the last 100, 150 years, everything's been constant lies. The basis of every war that we're always told has been a constant lie. I mean, look back at what we were talking about. Before earlier, when I discussed – I was talking with my friend last night. I was discussing with him about what he was talking about with Israel and Palestine and all that. And I said the same media that told us there were weapons of mass destruction, the same media that told us that we had to go in and invade Iraq immediately after 9-11, the same media that said with George W. Bush, you're either with us or you're with the terrorists. And I said what the media has found – and this is from Psychological Playbook 101, Psychological Warfare – is that you have to put people in a two-narrative box. You can only give them two narratives to focus on if you want to keep them and control them. You give them option A or option B. There can be no thinking outside of the box. You cannot allow them to defer or deviate from those two narratives. That's why you got Republican, Democrat. That's why the libertarians and independents, they never – the media never allows them to go anywhere. I mean look what they did to Ron Paul when Ron Paul was running back in 2007, 2008. I mean he would get up there. And they'd have these debates, and he's very well-versed and educated on everything, including you know, auditing and dissolving the Federal Reserve. He would get up there, and he'd answer a question, and they'd cut him off like 30 seconds through. And then all of a sudden, they'd hand Mitt Romney the softball question, and they let him elaborate on some stupid response that he always had for two or three minutes, just word salad. Oh, thank you so much for that amazing response, Mitt. Uh, let's go to the next question. It didn't. You know, Ron Paul would make a comment. He'd be 10 seconds into something. Oh, thank, thank you, Mr. Ron Paul. That's, that, that's it. They, oh, your time's out on that now. We're going to cut you off. 
because the media knows that they cannot allow the narrative to be changed other than option A or option B. That's why I said the other day it was ironic to me how you constantly see the same thing over and over and over again, but yet so many people fail to see it. It was the same thing with COVID. You're either with the government mandates and lockdowns and restrictions and dissolving of your freedom or you're a grandma-killing neo-Nazi racist skinhead. Those are the only two options. That was it during COVID. You couldn't be anything else. You couldn't question anything. You couldn't be a naturalist. You couldn't go look at natural approaches. No, 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 no. That literally, that literally was forbidden. They were removing social media platforms and banning people from simply bringing up stuff like, hey, um, this, is a, this is a viral infection, right? Can I raise my hand real quick? This, this is a viral infection, correct? Okay. Um, we know for the last you know, like 100 years, vitamin C is fantastic at fighting off viral infections in the body. W- would it be a good idea to possibly encourage people to increase their vitamin C? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't talk about that peasant. That's fake news. You can't bring that up. That's, that, that, that's misinformation. It's not even misinformation. I'm, just, I'm asking a question. Can I, can I just raise my hand and ask a question? No, no, no. You can't ask questions. No, you stay at home, you shut your business down, you keep your mouth shut, you put a mask on, you don't go anywhere unless you're approved to go somewhere, and that's it. That's your only option you have. When, and I've said this repeatedly, anytime you have a group of individuals that are in any position of authority, and they tell you you can't ask questions, you can't question what they're doing, you can't ask a different narrative than what they're telling, and they tell you anything you say is wrong unless you go along with what they say, you need to stop and question everything they're telling you at that point, period. And that's the same thing that I've encouraged so many people on a regular basis. You know, I saw earlier here now, Denver. Denver has now started to allow the first shots of Ebola vaccine to be rolled out now. Denver Health administered the first live Ebola vaccine and a preventative measure to patients now. HHS designated Denver Health one of 13 regional emerging special pathogen treatment centers in the U.S. serving as an infectious disease training and care hub for six states in its region. The vaccine or Verbo, which was approved by the FDA at the end of 2019, ironically enough, for Ebola, but however, it's rarely been rolled out. They are now saying that this shot is now being – she was one of the first recipients of the vaccine, this lady was, who, which at the time is only available to frontline workers at high risk of contracting the disease. It's unclear how long the vaccine provides immunity, but at the moment, the dose is just one shot. So now they're actually rolling out the Ebola shot now. They're rolling it out to individuals in real life, not just clinical trials anymore. Does that mean they're going to roll something out, some Ebola plague? I don't know. I really don't. All I know is this, is the same people that are bringing you this shot or the same people that brought you the RNA gene therapy shot or the same people that told you that the COVID virus was going to basically wipe out all of humankind, all of mankind. (laughs) Yet it had a 99.9997% survival rate for the general population that didn't have a comorbidity. So again, take that for what it's worth. Also to another news and disturbing new study by the UK government, it was quietly hushed up by the Office for National Statistics found data was very shocking that cancer rates are exploding among RNA-vaccinated teenagers and young people. The official government data shockingly reveals that aged 18 to 49 who have received four doses of the COVID-19 vaccine are up to 318% more likely to contract turbo cancer. The ONS data, ONS data, available on the ONS website, I'll put the link on the website, you guys can look at it, 
details death by vaccination status from April 1st, 2021 to May 31st, 2023. And the analysis focuses on mortality rates, 100,000 person from January to May 2023. And initial observations of the data prove that individuals aged 18 to 39 who received four doses of the vaccine exhibit much higher mortality rates compared to their unvaccinated counterparts. Now, people are trying to argue and say, well, the group that was vaccinated is much, much higher than the unvaccinated group. So, of course, it's going to contribute to a higher percentage of mortality. The question of this is, when you start seeing a trend in a certain control group, when you start seeing something that's not just for one group, that starts being normal among many groups across the entire world, at what point do you pull your head out of the sand and question what's actually happening? (laughs) Honest question. What we've seen now all across the world is not coincidence, not coincidence at all. It's the same thing every single time, and that's why, again, it's so important to maintain your immune system and maintain the truth of what's really happening. I'll put this article out here. It's it's pretty crazy as far as the percentage rate of deaths and cancers among the vaccinated and among unvaccinated in this study here that basically you can look at on the website because, again, we've talked about it repeatedly. But it's starting to come to light now how bad this really is, and we're just starting to see the beginning phase of it. Remember I told you guys last year, 2022, I said we don't even know that – we don't even know the front end of what's going to happen with this shot. It's going to be something that's going to continue to go on in perpetuity, and they're never going to admit to any of it. Yet it's going to continue to go on and on and on and on. We're in 2023. We're only a few years out of this thing right now. Yet you're seeing rates like this, you know, 300% increase in turbo cancers among 18 to 49. I mean, really, guys? These numbers are serious. That's why when you start having anyone come out now and start saying this is what you have to do, this is how you have to do it. The WHO, apparently now the World Health Organization, has now authorized emergency use of a new COVID vaccination, the WHO did. At the same time, this mysterious ammonia is now spreading all over the place now, apparently in Europe and China and whatnot. Isn't it ironic that you see the shot that just rolled out a month ago, that now you're starting to see all these ammonia cases? Just, I don't know, ironic out there. The shot that Never had any type of testing other than it was on 10 mice, and the FDA rubber stamped it from Pfizer. Said, oh, 10 mice, cool. Hey, it worked, I guess, kind of on 10 mice for a couple days, and they all died. No worries, though. It's it's totally fine. It must be safe for humans. So we'll just roll it out there. Remember what I told you from the beginning? The RNA gene therapy shot, the entire premise of what they were getting approval on that for – was so that they could go in and they could tweak the RNA at any point in time to continue to keep up with the new variants. But this is what they said verbatim, to keep up with the new variants, and they would not have to go in and do clinical trials every time they change the vaccine because they'd simply just tweak the RNA gene therapy position of it. That's one of the reasons why they went this route, not to mention a whole other host of other things. This is the first time in recorded history You have a alleged vaccine, which is not what it is, but an alleged vaccine that no longer has to get testing anytime it's changed, anytime a new one's rolled out, anytime it's tweaked. No testing at all, really. They simply come out and say, yeah, we tested on 10 mice. 10 mice? Dude, I could do that in the back bedroom with the experiment. I got 10 mice. Well, I fed this mice this, and I fed these mice that, and hey, these mice are healthier now. It must be true. Dude, I mean, you can't even come up with Pfizer and all their infinite research. In all their science, the best they could come up with was testing the shot on 10 mice. That's the best they could come up with. 
No, that was the research they wanted to make sure was submitted because they did not want to have any real-world clinical trials be displayed because you already saw what happened. When that judge last year came out and basically uh, approved that they had to – they gave them what an injunction where they had – Pfizer had to start releasing all the data, the hundreds of thousands of pages that they essentially didn't want to have released for 75 years, and the judge came in and said no. This stuff has to be released. So like 55,000 pages were released every single month, month after month after month. We reported it every single month when a whole other trove would get released. And it was, I mean, just scientific jumble. I mean, just troves of it, tens of thousands of pages. Everything was buried. And we found out that there were significant side effects during the clinical trials for three months when they first rolled the shot out. They had to hire over 2,000 new individuals to handle the uptick of, of side effects that were being reported during the clinical trials, over 2,000 new individuals. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. That's, that's nothing to see here. And it's funny to me sometimes in certain cases what short-term memory the United States population has. And it's getting shorter and shorter. And a lot of it's due to social media and the internet because people have to constantly be entertained all the time. They have to have constant dopamine reinforcement. They can't actually just work and do something and do research and take notes and keep a journal. They have to constantly have this trigger, this trigger, this trigger. So after 30 minutes or so, they don't remember what the news cycle was a month ago or last week or last yesterday. They remember. And that's why the main, mainstream media, if you ever watch it, I've told you guys before, you watch CNN just as a basis of understanding what propaganda is. You'll see the topics constantly change. They have these headlines that are key phrases. They have certain colors and cadences in the way they speak. They constantly have these graphs and these charts and these data numbers all the time on the side of the screen. The Dow Jones up, Dow Jones down, COVID cases up, deaths up, cases up, vaccinations up, all this stuff. They did it all the time. They still do it all the time. Is to keep you constantly distracted so you can't focus on one particular part. That's the goal. That's the design. And that way people don't ever question it. People don't actually take a step back and say, what is really happening right now? Why in the world is this occurring? Why in the world are we being lied to so much? You can't. If you get brain entrained in that, you can't get out of it at that point in time. You can't focus on anything else. You simply just roll into the propaganda that they constantly tell you. It's funny because I was – Heard something yesterday that I was talking about with Disney and how so many people now are starting to wake up about how perverse a lot of the behavior that Disney is and how their sales are plummeting, how a lot of people are supporting Disney, and the list goes on and on and on. My response always is good riddance to Disney. You guys know my stance on you know that. But again, at the end of the day, and I've said this so many times, people have to start voting with their dollar. Same thing with Target. Target is slapped conservatives in the face repeatedly yet you still see and hear about people going to target and shopping all the time that are essentially christians and patriots on a regular basis I hear about all the time and i sit there just shake my head and go dude what are you doing if you want to make a difference it doesn't take a huge amount of effort at very first especially if you just get more people in aggregate if people start voting with their dollar which we've seen now as hollywood is a perfect example these movies now are coming out in just total flops. I mean, hundred multi-hundred million dollar films, two, three, four hundred million dollar films, and they just flop. Nobody goes to see them. Nobody even streams them. Nobody wants to watch them because they're garbage. That right there is the perfect example of what happens when people vote with their dollar. And perfect example is also like the film Top Gun Maverick. The last one just came out. 
And again, I'm not a huge Tom Cruise supporter in any aspect like that. I know he's involved in some weird stuff. However, he doesn't portray it in his films, nor does he really talk about it in his, his private life or social life or anything really in interviews. But the film was incredibly done. It was well done. And it didn't have much of a woke ideology and much of weird stuff that they were trying to push on the general population that they pushed everywhere else. And the film exploded. When you look at certain things like that, you realize that the vast majority of people in the United States, in my opinion, the vast majority want to make a difference. They want to stand up. They want to be awake. But a lot of them are scared. A lot of them are fear reprisal. They don't want to get backlash on social media or in public life or at school or at work. And this is why you see now with the social credit score platform from China has been rolled over in so many businesses here now in the United States with the ESG score that they're doing now. And they're basically grading these CEOs and executives on all these certain things that they do and whether or not their bonuses go up. That's what they're doing with Ford now. That's what they're doing with GM now. That's why you've got these major, major companies, manufacturers of vehicles that people loved for decades that made really good vehicles now. And they're making vehicles nobody wants. I mean, I went to Bartow Ford a couple weeks ago to go look at some stuff down there, and their lot was loaded with F-150 Lightnings. Loaded with electric EV F-150s. He said they stopped taking allocations for them. They're not ordering anymore. Ford's been trying to force them to take the trucks, and they don't want them. They can't sell them. They're putting $10,000 rebates on them, which is unheard of right now, along with all these different rebates and federal grants and all this stuff. And these people still don't want them. It's because the market isn't there, and it's never going to be there because it doesn't make sense. Whenever you're buying something, whenever you're engaging in something, it has to make sense, correct? If you're going to buy a certain supplement, you want the supplement to work. You want the quality of nutrients to be top tier, right? That's it. You want it to work. You want it to make sense. If you're going to buy a vehicle and you're going to utilize it, you want it to make sense. You want it to work properly. Well, when you start having the media and you start having groups of individuals tell you, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to buy this, and everything they're telling you doesn't make sense, it's really probably important you start questioning what's really happening. Just thought I would throw that out there. The same thing like you're seeing all the time now with this – like Dad talked about yesterday. I saw this fear porn. People were talking about these banks are closing this and banks are closing that. I told you guys, they're just getting ready to roll out more cashless society because people are refusing to use cash anymore now. People don't want to do it. It's not convenient anymore, and this is where they slowly get people rolled into this new world order, this new compromising, this new agenda that they're pushing, and quite frankly, it's going to happen if people don't stop com complying, and that's what it came down to during COVID is you have to decide what your stance is, what your conviction is, how far you're willing to let something go, and how hardliner you're going to be on a certain topic, and is it going to be sometimes really inconvenient and conflicting and problematic? Absolutely. I dealt with that firsthand everywhere I traveled during COVID. It was a nightmare everywhere I went with masks and mandates and people constantly getting arguments and almost fist fights with me, confrontations. Dad was with me half the time too when we went and stuff. A lot of times I was like, no, not going to do it. I'm going to be that stubborn individual that's not going to comply because nothing you're telling me makes sense. Make it make sense or stop talking about it, period. So again, Always ask that question when you have somebody telling you to do something, when you're looking at buying something, when you're looking at engaging in something. Always ask yourself, is this make sense, and am I okay with it, and am I willing to go along with it? And when you start asking those questions, a lot of times you'll find that certain things, nah, bro, 
This, the, the math isn't mathing. I'm not going along with this. This doesn't make sense. We're going to take a step back and we're going to keep asking more questions. And I encourage you to do that all the time because that is a basis and fundamental principle of the United States is the ability to speak freely, the ability to ask questions, and the ability to stand up and say, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go along with that. I don't agree with that. And that is my right. And people have to start remembering that every single day. What do you think, Dad? I love the comment. The math is a mathing. <laughs> never heard yeah, of just, I mean, well, no, it's, the math doesn't make any sense. It's like two plus two equals five. I mean, that's what they're doing to us, isn't it? But, then, but isn't yeah. that what they've trained everybody to believe anyhow? Don't believe the math. Math doesn't work. Math is too logical. Math is too left brain. Math is too much of an engineering mindset. The math doesn't math. So we have, obviously, it's a lie. So the math is a mathing. And so, but, you know, it's like, wear the COVID mask. Why? Because we told you to. But Why? Because it's good for you. No, it's not. Here's all the research. It causes all kinds of things with bacterial pneumonia. No, it doesn't. Wear the mask. No, it doesn't. Here's the research. No, it doesn't. It goes. It's, it's circular reasoning. They lie to you to a, to a point where you start believing the lie. Okay, fine. You can gaslight me. I'll let you gaslight me. Well, my response was this. We talked about gaslighting in depth yesterday. Uh, no, thank you to gaslighting. I have no interest in being gaslit. Uh, why would I? Why would I try to make somebody think I'm crazy? Why would I try to? Why would somebody? Why would I allow to make somebody think? make me think that I'm crazy. It's not true. It's not, it's not something I'm going to do. I'm not going to allow myself to be gaslit, but a lot of people do. You know, you know, like I said earlier, light is coming to the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. And a lot of people would rather be gaslit than take a look at the bright light. And it's sad to me because you, know, you take a look at the bright light and you're like, wait a minute. And it goes back to the same questions also that we always ask the listeners to ask themselves, what am I doing? What's it doing to me? And is that okay? What am I doing? I'm following no science whatsoever by some unbelievable piece of garbage lowlife named Fauci that is telling me to wear a mask and to take injections when you can guarantee you that he's at a baseball game or wherever he was at and he wasn't wearing a mask. And you can guarantee you that any vaccine he took was a placebo. So here we have a guy telling you to get injected with an mRNA vaccine that's going to cause all kinds of problems of pericarditis, myocarditis, immune system disorders, and the list goes on and on and on. So, and you're going to wear a mask to get bacterial pneumonia. So what am I doing? I'm following the lies. What's it doing to me? It's making me unbelievably sick, and it's making me in a situation where I don't know what to do. Right? That's the problem, isn't it? You don't know what to do. And is that okay? Uh, no, it's not okay. That's why you always draw a line in the sand. You know, you, you, it's like, like this. You go into the car dealership, and they, they try to move you to a Tesla, or they try to move you to an F-150 Lightning or whatever, that's basically electric. And then you find out there aren't any charging stations. And you got to sit for an hour to an hour and a half to charge the car rather than filling it up with gas for five minutes or ten minutes. And suddenly you start to ask yourself a question. What am I doing? I'm believing the lie about electric vehicles. What's that doing to me? It's really inconveniencing me. I'm going to lose a lot of money on this car when I go to sell it. And if, I, if it gets in an accident, I'm not going to get any money for it at all because it's not worth anything used. And is that okay? No, it's not okay. Ask those three questions. What am I doing? What's it doing to me, and is that okay? You know, if you ask yourself those questions, you start realizing very, very quickly that a lot of times you have to be, how should I say, you have to have the ability of independent thought to answer them clearly and concisely and, and honestly. You really do. You know, what, is, what was it, Hemingway, I believe, or not, well, I don't think it was Hemingway, it was Scott Fitzgerald, and I'm going to loosely quote him, and I've quoted him before, that sign of true intelligence is the ability to take both sides of the argument and defend them both vigorously. In other words, I'm going to look at this pro-abortion side, 
look at the pro Donna Brooke worship side, and I'm going to defend both sides, you know, vigorously. Now, me personally, I'm diametrically opposed to abortions. I am. I think it's genocide. I think it's murder. But can you find anything positive in the case of rape or whatever? I mean, is there anything positive you can find? And quite frankly, with me, I can't find anything as far as that, as far as abortion. But, you know, then you can do, then you can do it another one. Let's look at the war in Ukraine. You know, let's defend both sides. Let's look at World War One. Look at World War Two. Look at World War Three. They're talking about. Let's defend both sides of this argument. You know, from both sides. And then what you have to do when you do that? Now, listen. A lot of times you have to use the lies that they're telling you to defend their side of the bargain, as a as a defense against the bargain or defense for the bargain. And you got to look at it objectively. It's very difficult to do that. And then finally, you have to draw your own conclusion at the end. Like, no, abortion is murder. No, abortion is genocide. No, abortion is a form of satanic sacrifice. No, the invasion of Ukraine had nothing to do with Ukraine. It was about laundering money and laundering weapons and pushing them all over the world. And basically, Zelensky is a cross-dressing pervert who likes to run around in leathers and high heels and is basically a bisexual. Yeah, or he's just totally gay. Why would he ever follow a comedian into a, into a war? And every time he stands in front of a green screen wearing a military uniform, it's all theater. Notice the uniform is always clean. You know, dirt on him. Not out fighting in the trenches. It's a nice, it's a joke. It's all about laundering money, and that's again why Putin was involved in this. Putin would probably have made immensely. Putin's already a billionaire anyhow. But there's no telling what he had received from all that. You have to ask yourself a question: Why is Putin still in the middle of this? Why isn't Putin retired? Why hasn't Putin decided I've had enough of all of it? Why isn't Putin still promoting the Orthodox Church? I haven't seen him do that very often. I don't know. Ask yourself all of these questions. Same thing with Donald Trump. Defend him. And criticize him from both sides. Find out what he wants to do. I know here recently he hammered a bunch of evangelicals, if you remember right, who were supporting some of the other guys that were running against him. I mean, he, he hammered them. And I'm going to read you what he said. So then you can, you, you can figure out if you're a Christian, what, what do you think that Trump should have done? Trump called Iowa evangelicals, so-called Christians and pieces of SH. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sure did. About when they were supporting someone else besides him. In the heat of the Republican primary in 2016, Donald Trump called evangelical supporters of Ted Cruz so-called Christians are real pieces of blank, a new book says. The news lands as the 2024 Republican Party heats up, primary heats up, two months out of from the Iowa caucus, and a day after Trump's closest rival at the time, the hard right Florida governor, Rod DeSantis, was endorsed by Bob Vanderplatz, an influential evangelical leader in Iowa. The new book, The Kingdom, The Power, and The Glory, American Evangelicals in the Age of Extremism by Tim Alberta, an influential reporter and staff writer for The Atlantic, was published on 5th of December, and The Guardian obtained a copy. Early in the book, Alberta describes the fallout from an event at Liberty University, the Evangelical College of Virginia, shortly before Iowa vote was due you know, on January the 2016. As candidates jockeying for support from evangelicals, a powerful block in any Republican election, Trump was then asked to name his favorite Bible verse. Attempting to follow the advice of Tony Perkins, president of the Family Research Council, the thrice-married, not noticeably church-going, New York billionaire and reality TV star introduced, introduced it as Second Corinthians rather than – I'm sorry, two Corinthians rather than Second Corinthians. The laughter and ridicule were embarrassing enough for Trump, Alberta writes, but the news of Perkins endorsing Ted Cruz a few days later sent him into a spiral and he began to speculate there was a conspiracy among powerful evangelicals to deny him the GOP nomination. So, I mean, Trump. Let me, let me just be blunt. If Trump's a Christian, is there enough evidence to basically defend him or to basically convict him in a court of law for being a Christian? I'm just asking. 
He was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein all the time. Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Gates were hanging out together. I mean, all these weirdos were with Jeffrey Epstein all the time, and they were always with these young women. Think about that for a second. Donald Trump made a sport of having sex with other men's wives. Think about that for a second. This guy's bad news. I have a friend of mine who's a pastor of South Florida. Trump paid attention to find out who he was. My pastor friend has a beautiful wife, and one of Trump's best friends was, had warned my pastor friend to keep Trump away from his wife. Wait a minute. I shouldn't even told you guys that, but it happened. And the, and the sad part about it is, is, I mean, what's going on with all that? But he claims to be a boy. He claims to be a Christian. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to stop. Don't, don't allow people to tell you what they are because their walk talks a lot louder than their talk talks. Pay attention to what they say. They'll give you clues. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And I'm going to continue to quote scriptures to you guys all the days of my life. And I'm going to always walk with Jesus to the best of my ability. I love you guys so very, very much. I prayed for you again. You guys are amazing. Thank you for your continued support of Health Masters. Also, what do you think, buddy? Go ahead and finish it up. Oh, you're exactly right. And, you know, that's what I always tell people is, you know, judge and base and understand what people are actually doing, not necessarily what they're saying. Look how their response is. Look how their actions are. Look how their body is. You know, if you've got somebody, I've always, this is just a pet peeve of mine. I've always had a problem. I've gone to churches before, and you've got pastors that sometimes have a good message, but they're four or 500 pounds up at the podium. They're morbidly obese, and they're sitting there preaching to you about certain topics. And I sit there and just kind of shake my head and go, you know, why in the world am I listening to what you're saying when you can't even reduce from eating ten to 15,000 calories a day, and you're getting up here talking to me about other topics? I'm just being honest with you on that. That's always been a pet peeve of mine. I've seen it a lot. Or they're up there constantly talking about eating bacon and pork and all this stuff. And I don't need emails on, oh, bacon's not a sin, pork's not a sin. I know it's not a sin. I don't care. It doesn't mean it's a healthy meat. It doesn't mean it's a clean meat. It's still a dirty meat. It's like eating vulture. There's certain foods that are just not beneficial to eat. Swine is one of them. Vulture is one of them. Animals that are scavengers are not designed to be eaten by humans. Just a simple fact. Can you eat them? Sure. Is it healthy? No. So again – that's something you got to kind of look at when people are talking about certain things. Same thing when it comes to supplements or nutrients. Same thing when it comes to all kinds of different topics like that was talking about with Bobblehead Fauci where he's up there talking about how everybody has to wear a mask at all times and they got photos of him. He's a dog on baseball game with his friends. None of them wear a mask. They're all joking around, laughing, yelling. You go, okay, Governor Nuisance, you know, the, the nuisance governor in California, Newsom. He's sitting there telling everybody, you can't have a business open. You can't do anything without wearing a mask. And all of a sudden, he's got like a 15-person party at this winery one night. Everybody's in there. Not a single person's wearing a mask. That's when you know the whole thing was a complete and total sham. Yet still so many people went along with it, didn't question it, just complied because, well, that's what they're told to do. So again, that's why it's so important to really look at things and ask, does this make sense? Like I said earlier, is the math mathing? Is there certain things that are occurring that are going along? You go, okay, I understand this. This makes sense. That's a that's a fair rebuttal. That that that's an honest option. There's certain things that make sense, and you go, okay, I can do some research. And if I don't understand, I'll ask more questions. I'll do more research. But again, when you start having the mainstream media and every mainstream media platform tell you the exact same thing on every platform verbatim, that is not news. That is propaganda. Always remember that because when you start seeing these groups do this, and I told you before where they always have another crisis on another crisis on another crisis, and I talk about it in detail every single year, and I do it to wake people up and so you can combat it. 
with different things and behaviors and actions and ask questions anytime something comes up. When somebody brings up a question to you, talks to you about, well, you're supposed to support this. You're supposed to support that. Am I? Am I supposed to support it? Or is that what you're being told to do and you're following and towing the line because you're told to do something that you're not asking questions about? Just thought I would throw that out there. So again, my friends, thank you for the continual support. Thank you for getting the truth out there. Thank you for forwarding the show. All these articles we constantly talk about, put them on the website every day so you can go research them. You can click them, paste them, copy them, whatever you want to do as far as anywhere you want. Continue to get them out to people because there's definitely been a awakening, so to speak, in the last couple of years. Good, bad, ugly, all in between. There's been more and more people waking up to what's really happening. And so at that point in time, it's our responsibility to continue to keep the momentum going because we're we're fighting a battle, an information war every single day. Every single day we're constantly combating it. And so again, it's so important you continue to keep the truth out there on a regular basis. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com, you know where to get a hold of us from. If you need the product of the week, told you guys earlier, the prostate support, one of our most effective formulas we have on our website to help out with men's prostate. Really, really good formula. Be sure to check it out on sale for over 10% off right now and vote for what you want to see win as well. And also, too, we got Pastor Chris Hodges say, uh, cleansing fast pro- uh, protocol still on the website right now for the next couple of weeks. That's the seven-day fasting protocol that a lot of people run at the beginning of the year to really detox the system, reduce inflammation, and start off the new year with a bang. So again, my friends, thank you. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening, and we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.